had a good week. Yeah, I'm not sure what sort of week Pam and I have had. We've had an interesting week, haven't we, Pam? We, uh, hide my little oil bottle. We, uh, we both, uh, how do I put this discreetly? Uh, we both, uh, have seen evidence of our age during the week and, uh, it hasn't always been pleasant. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what. I was so annoyed. I'm, I don't know what day it was now. I've lost all track of time, but I, uh, the air conditioner above the, the, uh, over the multi-purpose room there had, uh, stopped working and the pump had broken down. So I got a new pump and, uh, I've never seen such wiring in my life. It was wired in really weird. And, uh, I run an electrical service. I shouldn't say that. I do electrical work. I haven't got a license, but I looked at it and thought, my goodness, what is going on here? So I took a photo and took it to my local friendly electrician. And he'd never seen the likes of it either, but we got it all sorted out and I got up uh, one morning, and I needed a bit of hose to connect it, just a short bit of hose. So I went to Cooper's, and I got the bit of hose, and I got up there with my all my gear, and I wired it all up and turned it on, and away it went beautifully. And then all I had is put the little bit of hose on, and I'm sure it was in my pocket, and it wasn't in my pocket. I thought, what have I done with it? Was looking around the air conditioner or was it rolled down the roof? And no, it's, but it must still be in my office there. And so I went in and checked it on the desk and in the desk and under the desk and I'll leave it in the kitchen or something. I did make a coffee and I went in there and there's no bit of hose. And so I was starting to get, uh, a little bit, you know, uh, <coughs> like, <laughs> uh, I couldn't say angry, could I? But I thought, where has it gone? And in the end, I thought, oh, well, I'm just going to have to go down by another bed. I'm like, it's gone. And so I walked into Cooper's and Jeff Cooper was standing there with a little bit of hose in his hand. I knew you'd be back, he said. (laughs) So I paid for it and walked out without it. So I got home to tell Pam the tale of why when she'd done something similar. <laughs> so, so at least we're the same. <laughs> oh, dear. Put the ice cream in the microwave and, yeah, I don't know what's going on, praise God. God is so good, though, isn't he? Amen. I just love when the presence of God is, you know, I, I can't live without that. I just can't. And, uh, it means everything. You can, you can sing the best songs. You can do whatever you like. But if there's no anointing, if there's no presence, it's just not ever the same. And I so appreciate, so honored that God just turns up in our meetings. And it's a blessing, isn't it? Praise God. It really is. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, Endeavouring to finish a little bit earlier in uh, January because of uh, the children um, are not we don't run our uh, kids programs and so um, uh, we we have supervised colouring that's what we have isn't it <laughs> but um, 
Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll press on this morning. And uh, but I, uh, uh, I don't know. The last few weeks have been uh, different for me. I don't really know uh, what God is doing uh, with me in my life. I, I, I know He's doing something. I don't always claim to know what it is. And I, I do know that when I need to know, God will show me. But uh, but I just have that many things on my heart and scriptures, and I come to preach the last few times, and I just can't figure out what I'm doing. So you're just getting what I think this morning. God has given. No, I know He's given me this, but I uh, and that become more apparent as I just started looking at this passage of scripture, but. Could have been one of a hundred things, I guess, and I, I just this is where I'm at this morning. So let's pray, and we'll just share some thoughts out of a very short little portion of Scripture this morning. Jesus, we honour you today. We just honour you today. Father, we honour you. Holy Spirit, we honour you in your presence here today. And I just pray that you would take the words that are preached and spoken this morning in simplicity, Lord, but anoint them and use them as is needed today, I ask in Jesus' name, one and only name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So if you want to follow today, Matthew chapter 4, right at the very beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, Matthew chapter 4, and just want to read verses 18 to 22. And they read like this, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So the, the, the thoughts I share this morning just come out of they're just simple thoughts out of this passage of scripture today and I, I just had this impression as I just was seeking God through the night it just needed to be simple I don't know why so it's simple this morning I hope it's simple okay I hope it is simple this morning and so I just jotted down some thoughts to, to share with you today and just a couple of hours ago, I got this other thought, and I just was really challenged in my spirit. And so I'll throw it in, and then I'll start on the ones I already had. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sounds like one of Pam's recipes. They're just, uh, yeah. They're good. They're always good. Pam, this, I don't know what we had the other night. It was beautiful. Pepsi, the only thing is I can't remember how I did it. I put that in, but I didn't put that, and I threw a bit of this, and I should have written it down, but it was really nice, you know. <laughs> this is like that. I start here, but I'm going back there, and then I'm... So just hang on for the ride this morning. But I just 
felt really challenged about the way I communicate. Not not so much in church, but perhaps in church too, but out in the world. Uh, you can't say you've been a Christian too long, but sometimes we can get so, uh, what, what do they call it, Christianese, that we sort of, people can hear us and think, what are they talking about? You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, it's, you know, we need to be relevant, don't we, and, and say things and, and that people can actually understand. And uh, I'll never forget the embarrassment I felt as a little kid uh, playing drums in the church band. I wasn't much older than me. Yeah, I wasn't that old. And, uh, and uh, we had this open air meeting. And if you preach in the open air, you need to preach Christ. Amen? You need to preach Jesus. You need to preach salvation. And this guy had this message, and he was talking about the abundant, something of the um, authenticity of the, uh, you know, the uh, mystique of his use and all these words. And, like, it was probably good for a theological college. And I remember people standing there looking like, what is this guy talking about? And I thought, I don't even know. You know what I mean? I just felt really challenged about that because in this very simple little passage of Scripture, <clears throat> um, Jesus, you know, he's, uh, he's walking uh, by the lake and he calls Peter and uh, uh, Andrew and his brother Peter, Simon. And, uh, and what did he say to them? Like, uh, did he say, follow me and I will make you into men who will sell ice to Eskimos? What did he say to them? He was talking to fishermen, so he said, follow me and I will teach you how to win men. For me, basically, we understand what he meant. Make you fisher of people that would be able to draw people in into the gospel net, if you like, throw the gospel net out and draw people in. He used language that was very relevant to what they were. They were fishermen. He used fisher, fisher talk, if you like. Uh, and so I'm just dropping in this morning, if I may do that, about being relevant in the things we say and the way we speak. I want to learn to be a better communicator. I know I'm 60, but I'm learning. I'm still learning. And I reckon we never stop learning, amen? We don't. And uh, so I just want to be open to learn more and more and more and more uh, to communicate more simply. And I reckon as we live in the spirit, that also is very, very much part of that because he's able to give, a, give us a cutting edge to the way we go about what we do in a way that we can never do ourselves anyway. It's all tied in together, amen? He can just give you words to speak in a way that can really cut through. And that's what we want to do. That's, that's, we want to make a difference where we are. <clears throat> Praise God. So can I get back on track? You don't mind if I get back on track? Jesus was walking by the lake. And I imagine him just walking along. Uh, you know, if you throw all the gospel accounts together, uh, he may have had some others with him. Matthew doesn't say that he did. Uh, it's interesting to put them all together and see what you come up with at times. And But he's walking by the lake. And, and you know, we've got a lake here in Benalla, haven't we? So we can get the get the scene. He's just, he's just walking by the lake. And it was a bit bigger than our one. It, uh, it was a 
quarter to see. It was quite large. And I know you can see way across the other side, but it's a long way. And he's just walking along. And he sees these two guys doing what they always do. They're mending their nets. The nets break quite often with large catches of fish. And so they're doing nothing out of the ordinary. They're just sitting there mending their nets. And Jesus comes along and he looked at them. And I, I can sort of imagine them sitting in the boat and, and stitching away. And, and Peter says, hey, Andy, that girl was looking at us. You're looking at him. And he says, follow me. And there was something about Jesus that was different than any other person who'd ever lived, wasn't there? He said, follow me. He didn't go into an hour-long dialogue and get the scriptures out and explain who he was. He just said, follow me. And something just got the heart of these men and they got out of the boat. I don't know what Dad said, but they left him with it, didn't they? And followed, says immediately. So, you know, I don't know whether they packed some stuff or what they did, but they didn't spend six months praying and fasting or seeking God or going to try and get a prophetic word to see for them. You know what I mean? They, they just, they followed him. And so they're, they're walking with him and I guess he's chatting to them and, and, uh, a little further up the lake, there's an opposition fishing crew because they were all fishermen and they're in business. Um, so they actually would have been op in opposition, I'm sure. And uh, and they're uh, they're uh, in their boat, where they're sitting in their boat. And uh, and the sons of Zebedee, that'd be a good name to have, wouldn't it? Yeah. What's your name, Zebedee? <laughs> and uh, follow me, Jesus says got out of the boat and followed him. And uh, it's just, you know, apparent that Jesus is walking, just walking around the lake. And, and to a lot of people it would have seemed that he wasn't doing anything too much but walking. But Jesus doesn't do anything he does for no reason. There is always a purpose for what he does. And you know, everything he did in his earthly ministry, everything he did, there was a purpose to it. Spirit-led, but there was purpose in all he did. He never, ever got somewhere and said, well, I don't know why I come here for. I think I'll go home. You know, you've never read that in Scripture, have you? I'm serious this morning. There was purpose. They're going to, uh, where were they going to? And Jesus said, I think we need to go through Samaria and go this way. And what if, who does he meet at the, at the well? A woman, whole village comes to Christ. You know, like there was a purpose in everything he did. I feel very challenged to live with purpose. Have you purpose for your life? Because if we don't, we will never live like God wants us to live if we have, if we don't have purpose. You've got to have purpose. You get up and think, well, what do we do today? No idea. Might as well go back to bed. I mean, you know, you've got to have purpose, haven't you? And uh, uh, Jesus certainly had purpose for everything that uh, he did. Uh, you know, good to live life with purpose. I don't think you can live without purpose and do life well, to be honest. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, what does it say? For everything. 
everything. There is a purpose. There's a season for everything. And I believe that. But there is purpose. And we need to live with purpose. Uh, you know, in Mark chapter 1, verse 38, just one of the places in Scripture where it talks about purpose and Jesus. But he said to them, because they're all looking for Jesus, and where is he? What's he doing? What's going on? And he said to them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also because for this purpose I have come. And so he had purpose in all he did. Next town, the next town, he wanted to get around. There was a, a drive in him. There was a purpose. And he had a purpose because he had a cause. Is that right? Cause of the kingdom. That, that, was, that was the cause. He said to Pilate when uh, they were trying him, didn't he? He said, for this cause, that's why I come. And so he went to the cross on purpose because of a cause that he had passionately in his heart. And if we're ever going to live life with real purpose, <clears throat> we need a cause. And if we've got a cause, I believe cause brings passion. And we've got a good cause, the kingdom. People get very passionate around the world about stuff and not necessarily good stuff at all. Muslims are very passionate about what they believe, which is so off track it's not even funny. But they're very passionate about it. They'll lay, they'll lay their lives down for what they believe, won't they? People will do extraordinary things. I'm involved with one of the local football clubs, as you know, and I, I just see what people will do for a football club. But they will do incredible things. They will work incredible hours. And, and I don't know that I could do that for a football club. You know what I mean? Like, who cares, really? I mean, I suppose it's good. But you know what I mean? Like, we've got the greatest cause that exists. Amen. We've got the greatest cause on the face of the whole earth to be involved with. Amen. Praise God. And so I believe we can live with purpose passionately. For the cause of the kingdom. Praise God. Believe that with all my heart. Praise God. Jesus' purpose on this occasion, as we've spoken, was to call men, fishermen, to follow him. And I'm uh, interested how people respond. <laughs> it's, it's interesting how your children respond at times when you ask them to do something, isn't it? Would you like to do this for Daddy? No. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> well, you're going to do it. But you know what I mean, don't you? Would you like to... Uh, yeah, it's interesting when you employ people at times. What if we stayed back tonight and did a couple of hours overtime and got this finished? And, yeah, see what people are made of, whether they like to stay back and work or not, get paid for it, but... It's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting the way people react when something is put to them. And, uh, but, you know, immediately, it says immediately they acted straight away. And, uh, I, I like that. I, I, um, you know, I, I like, uh, I think God likes instant responders. I really do. Immediately, Andrew and Peter left their nets. Immediately it says James and John left their boat. And uh, and we know from 
the New Testament scriptures that their lives in a very good way were never, ever, ever the same again because of one instance of instantly responding to the call of Jesus. Never the same. They saw people healed. They saw lame men walk. They saw blind men, women receive vision. Like uh, They saw incredible things because they followed Jesus when they were called. You know, Abraham, God, God, he was like it says, he was the friend of God, doesn't it? And uh, what did he do? He was an instant responder. God said, I want you, Abraham, to leave where you live and I want you to make a journey to another land, another place, and I'll show you where it is. And so what did he do? He didn't say, well, really? Well, I'm quite comfortable here. I don't need to go anywhere else. He probably didn't. But it's not whether we're comfortable or what we want to do. It's what God wants us to do, isn't it? He said, I want you to. And so he did. He just, he just in simple faith, he could have ended up anywhere. But if anywhere is where God leads you, well, that's okay too, isn't it? And uh, you know what I mean? Like it, a lot of people talk faith and all that, but to actually get out and do something takes a fair bit. It takes a fair bit. It really does. Like, uh, uh, yeah, man, oh, man. I, I, um, the, but there's immediate blessing in, in, in immediately responding too. I, I know when um, God very, 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 very clearly called Pam and I to come here. And uh, and people that knew that God, you know, that was told that we were leaving the church where we were to come here, and some people, well, you know, wow, really? You're getting, wow, oh, I'd love to pastor a yeah, wow. And, and they're thinking it's awesome, but I thought, no, you haven't got no idea. Go to, go to the real estate and put your house on the market. And go somewhere else and put your truck and tractors and everything on the market. Like, and I remember driving down here, sort of, I got rocks in my head. What am I doing? I'm instantly responding. That's what I'm doing. I, you know, and it, co- it cost us personally a lot. It wasn't a good time to sell, but it wasn't a good time to come. It wasn't a suitable time to come for us. It would have, would have been better uh, a long time after when we came. And and I had people in ministry say, you're an idiot. You should have waited a few years and got this and that and sorted out. And then you would have been, but God said to come now. And then when things started to go a bit differently and we started to get blessed and a few things happened, well, how did that happen? Well, because we instantly responded to what God called us to do. That's why. I think a lot of people miss God's potential blessing on them because they fuddle around too often. and. Uh, too long, and uh, is it God? Is it not God? Is you need, if you hear God, you need to respond. Is that right, or is that not right? I, I think we need to respond when we hear Him. We need to respond, and I know what it's like. You know, man, you can have a a call in a meeting. Who wants to get saved today? Who wants to get healed? Who wants to, you know, blah blah? Is this a problem? I want you to come out and then, yeah, but then everyone would know that I've really got a problem in that area. They would know, know, don't you? You ever get like that? You rationalise it all and you think, oh, well, well, I could do that myself at home. I could, but you know what I mean? Sometimes we just need to forget all the rubbish and what anyone else thinks 
like we can live our lives in prison to what other people think or what we think other people think about us. And they mightn't think anything about us. If they're like me, I don't think too much. I really couldn't give a rip. And, you know, I just, yeah, I'm just like that. I, I uh, Yeah. Maybe you're not, but you know what I mean, don't you? People think, I had a young fellow here once and he, he told me what everyone was thinking about him. And I said, how do you know that? He looked at me. Hey, that's what you think they think. How do you know that? Have you asked them? Oh, but I know, I know. How do you know? Get a life. <laughs> like, serious. Just, yeah. So why would you think they're interested in thinking about you? He had no logical answer to that. I'm not trying to be hard or rough. You know what I mean? Like, uh, seriously. Don't want to be in bondage to that stuff. We really don't. So uh, instant responders, I, I love this uh, this little passage. In, it's also in Matthew chapter 16. It's a good chapter, isn't it? Chapter 16 of Matthew. It's got Peter's great revelation that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Great, great passage of Scripture. And beginning in verse 24, Jesus said this to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, to follow me, this is what he's got to do. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. In other words, he will find real life. We can get so taken up about our life and our retirement and our career and our this and our home and our and our and our and our. But, you know, my dad turns 90 in a couple of weeks. And uh, besides being as deaf as a post, he's fit and whatever. But, I mean, if he lives to be a 100, in the light of eternity, it's just a minuscule drop in the ocean. Is that right or is that not right? Seriously. And, and, and some people will put at risk eternity for some gain here. You know, it just, yeah, wow, we've got to watch that. We really do. Um, Jesus said, uh, uh, verse 26, what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? We've really got to get the value of eternity in our hearts, don't we? We need to get the value of eternity in our hearts. The Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to their works. I believe God is calling some of you today. Maybe for the first time. Maybe he's calling you today to make a real or full-on commitment. You think, well, that's getting a bit heavy. But commitment to Christ can only work that way, full-on. It's the only way it works. Yeah, I can remember. And I, I used to, I love my old mum. I did. Um, I said to Christy last Sunday morning, she was standing there when they had their prayer meeting, the worship team, before they played, and she was just standing there in a certain way with her toes pointing in like that, 
I looked at her and I said, I could be looking at my mum, Christy, just the same. She was, she was a beautiful lady, but she used to annoy me sometimes because she was right. And when you're a teenager you, and, and your mum is right, you don't like it when they're right, do you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember being as miserable as sin at some stage of my teenage years. This happened and that happened and that wouldn't work and... It booted out of school and everything. Mum said, you know what your problem is? So you don't want your mum telling you what your problem is, do you? But I had to hear what my problem was. Some of you mums probably know what I'm talking about. And she said, your, your problem is, instead of just being fully committed to Jesus, just open to him, just 100%, you got one foot in there and you got one foot in here and you got feet in pies all over the place and you're miserable. And if you were to give your life just over completely to him, it would change. And, uh, and I didn't like admitting mum was right, but mum was right. It's the only way, isn't it? It's just a 100% commitment. I'm a Christian, that's it, I'm going for it. Seriously, yeah. And so for me, I was, I was very fortunate because, um, uh, very blessed is probably a more uh, uh, correct uh, way of explaining because it wasn't long after that I met this little girl called Pam and uh, she was just so sold out to Christ it wasn't funny and uh, nothing's ever changed and I liked her. <laughs> and I just knew that if I was ever going to have any sort of future with her, I needed to get as committed as she was, and so we went about doing that. <laughs> but you know what I mean, don't you? Just if you're just half committed, rock up occasionally, yeah, you know, just never works well. Full-on commitment is what we're looking for here today. Real commitment to Jesus Christ can cost. It can cost. People can laugh at you. Ever been laughed at because you're a Christian? Yeah, probably all have. What? You go to church? <laughs> oh, mate, old Dashery goes to church. They used to say, yeah. Okay, love it. <laughs> they have no clue what they're talking about. You know, they got this incredible friend. They, they, you know, how do you explain it? But you, you can you can cop a whole lot of things. You can lose your job sometimes. There's a whole lot of things that can, can happen if you take up your cross and start following Christ. The simple fact is we can't pick up too much, can we? How many things can you pick up? If we're going to take up our cross, sometimes we've got to let a whole lot of things go. We can't do that. We want to hang on to all that we're doing, but sometimes we've got to let things go to take up our cross. You ever try and pick a whole lot of things up? Oh, man, I hate doing that. Just hate doing that. I come back from the office the other night, had my iPad, and then I had something to bring home to Pam, and then I had something else I thought I might need, and there was something else I had to bring home for someone else. And so, you, yeah, you're trying to lock the door of the church, and it's really rolling off the iPad, and you think, goodness me, and you get the door locked, and... And you get it in the car and, and it all falls over the seat. And then, yeah. then you get home and you've got to gather it up again. And then you've got to get out of the car. And 
and you got to get and you're sort of trying to open the door and you think, oh my goodness, yeah, like it's and like sometimes as Christians, that's what it can be like. We're trying to juggle and seriously, isn't it? We just need to let it all go. He'll give you back what you need. <laughs> Amen. He will give back what you need. Praise God. Yeah. Never be the same. Make commitment to him. Could be today that you're young. And I'll finish with this today. Could be that you're young. And uh, you are just, just young. Young kid. Don't need to be very old. And it could be that Jesus is calling you today. Maybe not a salvation call. Maybe you've done that. And maybe he's just calling you. Life of serving him in ministry of some kind. I don't know that. But I just felt I should ask today. I can remember as a as a seven-year-old kid sitting in a meeting when an old pastor, I thought he was old, he's probably my age. I think about it. <laughs> I thought he was really old, yeah. He just said, I reckon there's some young men here today. And he said, God's calling you to pastor one day. And I just, I didn't understand that or I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't really comprehend all that that meant. I really didn't. But I remember getting up as a scared little kid and walking out the front. But it did something powerful in my life. It really did. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. If, I think we might have to put our hand up on things, what we did. And uh, I remember standing up with wobbly legs. But I don't know what I'm doing. Remember my cousins, they're all my friends. We're like our kids, there's heaps of us, and all cousins. And I remember someone saying, What are you going to be a pastor, eh? So I don't know what I'm going to be. I don't think so. <laughs> why did you go out? I didn't know why I went out. Sometimes you just know God's saying something to you. You've got to respond, don't you? Why don't you close your eyes today? Why don't you close your eyes? Maybe today you need to respond for. Salvation. Maybe you need to make a commitment today to Jesus Christ. Ask him in your life. Be your Lord and Saviour. Life can never be the same after you do that. Yeah. Maybe it's a call today to you just to recommit 100% to the commitment you once made. Maybe there's a call for Younger people just to commit their lives to serving Jesus. I don't know. But if there is anyone that fits that today, if you just want to raise your hand and put it down, I'd just love to pray.